0: Learn more at Marines.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan. And he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Oh, got it. Oh, but
1: Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm and today is National Signing Day for the Buffs basketball team and I guess like the rest of the college basketball teams too. Um, And it was a fun one, uh, which is not something that I expected to be saying. Um, we're going to dig into all of that, the surprise prospect they signed, what this means for the potential for Tyler Bay to return this fall. Um, dig deeper into Jariah Horn, whose game I love. Uh, there's a film room up on him at thedmvr.com, as well as my thoughts on uh, Tristan Da Silva, who's now a buff. Um, My thoughts on Uh, Jabari Walker another buff as well what a fun day and uh I'm gonna tell you all about all of these guys because I have spent a lot of time watching all of them as well as some updates with Rick George and some other things uh today which is gonna be a lot of fun and I am so excited to be talking about all this stuff um Because I drank a lot of coffee, I watched a bunch of basketball, and the Buffs just killed signing day. Uh, But first, I have to tell you guys about Manscaped. It's an incredible company that does incredibly important work for all of us men um, and also women. I've heard that they appreciate it. But uh, the the, the way it works is you go to the manscaped.com website, use the code DNVR20, you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. You'll get free shipping with that code as well and you can pick out a, a trimmer for your body hair. You know, the Lawn Mower 3.0 is what we've been using. It's waterproof, has an LED light, which doesn't seem important, but as soon as you get down there with it and the light starts going, you're just like, wow, this is, this is convenient. This could not be any better, um, and it's safe which is also very important but they also have uh deodorant uh, ball deodorant in particular they have uh all sorts of shaving products and creams and all that kind of stuff so check it out go to manscape.com and if you see something you like and i promise you will use the code dnvr20 and save yourself 20 percent get yourself free shipping and get all of your hair that well not all of your hair i bet most of us have beards and i know i have terrible hair right now um But you can get the rest of your hair, the stuff that you're supposed to take care of yourself. You can get that solved before we get out of this quarantine. Um, Alright, let's dig in. I don't even know where I want to start. Like, What is the most exciting? Jiraiya Horn is incredibly exciting because he's going to be the buff starting power forward this year. And I think he's going to be a pretty good one. Uh, Jabari Walker is exciting because he is a fairly highly rated recruit. And should be holding down that power forward spot for a long time after Jariah Horn. And then you have Tristan DeSilver, who is a virtual unknown. The the recruiting services, you know, rivals 24-7 sports ESPN. They didn't even have a profile made for him. Nobody had heard from this kid. I found a couple of highlight videos. I think I found two highlight videos. Um, One was made by him and had like 130 views. Uh, That's actually embedded in the article I posted at thedmvr.com um, when I kind of broke down his game a little bit. So check that out as well. There's my plug. Um, but but from what you see, he looks incredible. Um, again, he's, he's torching German high schoolers. So what can you really take away from that? But the handles, the fluidity of his movement, um, it, it's rare stuff for somebody who's six foot eight. And I don't know why we haven't heard more about him or why nobody had heard anything about him just out of left field um the buffs announced that they signed him today those are the three you signed today you you combine them with dominique clifford who's still the most highly rated recruit in this class for the buffs Uh, he could be your day one starting shooting shooting guard next year i think that's very much on the table um i wouldn't bet on it but it is a very real possibility um he could be uh a a very important part of the rotation at guard, I think that that is very likely um, as a true freshman. Him, Keyshawn Bartholomew, McKinley Wright, Eli Parquet, those are kind of your four at the guard spots, and you feel a lot better about those guards next year, um, probably than you did this year. You know, you lose Shane Gatling, you lose Dalen Koontz, but I think that when you look at guys like Keyshawn Bartholomew, you now have a a real backup point guard, which you didn't have in... uh, the 2019-2020 season. And that, I think, may have burned out McKinley Wright a little bit. You were asking him to do a lot. Uh, now you're freeing him up a, a little bit, at least. Um, so so you have that Keyshawn Bartholomew there, which is so huge. Uh, you lose Shane Gatling, but he was hit or miss. He helped you in the games he helped you. He hurt you in the games he hurt you. Um, with, with Dominic Clifford coming in, there's some explosion. There's some very high upside. And I think that he can contribute quickly, um, starting here pretty soon. Uh, then you look at the big men, replacing Lucas Sewert, replacing Jacob Dombeck, replacing Tyler Bay. You've got uh, you've got Jariah Horn, who should be um, an important piece of that rotation, if not starting, um, as well as Jabari Walker, who's a bit undersized, but could see some time um, as a freshman. I think that's definitely on the table. Uh, De Silva, who knows what you have there and when he's going to be available to play, like when he's going to be able to help um you expect to see more dallas walton um and then maybe one of your vets uh steps up alexander strotting could could have a roll at the forward spot obviously you bring back Deshaun schwartz at the three i like that team and that's my initial thought is that i really like that team i think it can give anybody in a pack in the pack 12 a run for their money um yeah Let's get into some details. Um, let's start with Jariah Horn. Um, so, Jariah comes over from Tulsa. He played one year at Nebraska out of high school. He was the class of 2016, I believe, um, before transferring to Tulsa. Uh, he played two years at Tulsa um, and has one year of eligibility left as a grad transfer with the Buffs. So, here's what you need to know about Jariah Horn. He is about six foot seven. Um you see him listed 6 foot 8 other places looks closer to 6 foot 7 to me um he does not play like Tyler Bay at all. I think that that's really important to know right off the bat. If if you're trying to give like a quick description so that people know what uh Jeriah is, plays like or what he looks like at the power forward spot, you would say the opposite of Tyler Bay. The opposite of how Tyler Bay plays that position. He isn't the most explosive athlete. Um, He isn't a big dunker. He isn't a big blocker. What he is, is a pretty crafty um, type of player. A very savvy veteran. Great feel for the game. Good basketball IQ. Creative. Good passer. um, Has a bit of that like old man YMCA game. So, that's kind of like the overview. Specifically, what you really like about what he does is, first of all, probably the shooting. Uh, he shot over 37% from three his sophomore year. Uh, that fell down to just below 34%. I think it was like 339 as a, uh as a junior last year at Tulsa, um, which is still very good for a power forward. That's that's good spacing. And he was doing that at very high volume. Um, and that's noteworthy as well. He's a great catch-and-shoot shooter. And again, the reason he's so good is that he plays like a veteran. You know, it's it's little things. And if you go back and watch the film room I posted at ddmvr.com last night, there's probably 12 clips of him from the Memphis game, the upset win over Memphis that Tulsa had this year. He was the leading scorer. He did a whole bunch of really good things in that game. It was kind of the catalyst, and I just pulled some of my favorite clips. But one of the things that you see and that I pointed out is that it's it's these details like when he's he's hunting uh, an open space on a three point line to take a shot, he'll cut. He'll like move up there. He'll drift up there, and he'll float a step or two behind the three point line so he can step into his shot when he catches the ball, and that makes him so much more reliable. I mean, it's those little things that coaches are always hounding basketball players, shooters in particular, about um, step give like stepping the shot, set up so you can step into your shot, and he just does that every time. It's, it's good stuff. You don't see him lose the ball. Very low turnovers, um, especially when you consider how often he's passing the ball with the no-look passes, the flashy passes. There's a lot of stuff that he can do that really opens uh, opens things up for the rest of the players on the team, which is what you want to see. You know, I don't necessarily know that he's much of a playmaker. I don't think you want him with the... You don't want him putting the ball on the court all that much, but he has the vision. He has the basketball IQ um, to to open up space for his teammates to know when there's an open space developing and go take it himself and get the ball and make a play. Or if it's a better situation to drive than to leave that space open for the driver. Again, it's just the decision-making over and over that you really like. Um, and uh, again, he's a good shooter. He has great touch around the rim. He's, he's not a big dunker. He's not doing all his flashy stuff. I mean, I did include a couple of the flashy finishes he's had on layups, but neither, I guess the first one from his freshman year at Nebraska is a little more explosive. But the second one, it just he's in an awkward situation jumping over a guy, has to get the reverse, throws it up over his head, gets the bucket to fall. It's tough stuff like that that veterans get done. It's a YMCA game. Um, defensively, he's he's incredibly strong and and that's what stands out first he doesn't get pushed around and again he's not the most explosive he's not getting up and uh blocking shots doing that kind of flashy stuff and again that's what tyler bay was really good at and tyler's a great defender obviously um he won the pac-12 defensive player of the year award um this is a very different approach to defense. Uh, much more on the ground, good spacing. He's not going to jump up and get called for fouls all that often. Um, again, because he's a veteran, he knows how to keep his feet on the ground, keep his arms up, so he's contesting as much as he can without risking the foul. Um, again, you like him at power forward defensively, but he he showed again in that Memphis game that that he could uh, that he could handle. Stopping guys who have some more length, a little more size. Um, again, Memphis had the the power forward, center prospect, the big man prospect, uh, whose name I'm forgetting. But he uh, he's a projected lottery pick in this uh, June's draft. Um, he's he's a true freshman. You know, he's very much like the type of player that you you see a lot of in the Pac-12. You know, these these one and done athletic big men whether it's DeAndre Ayton or Zeke Naji or uh, the Onyeko Kongwu from uh, USC it just seems like every year Isaiah Stewart at Washington those are the guys who are kind of filtering into the Pac-12 um, and and when when Jariah Horn switched on to this guy in the Memphis game. He had success. He was strong. He was able to keep him away from the basket. You know, he didn't get pushed around at all. And for these less refined big men, who um, who are very highly recruited because of the athleticism, because of the the projection of what they could become. You know, when when he isn't getting pushed from eight feet from the basket down to three feet from the basket... Uh, he's he's keeping that to the, that shot five six seven feet. Um, that's a lot tougher for these guys. They don't work on that a lot because again he's he's getting good contest and he keeps his arms up. And again he, he he's not going to get blocks. He, the 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 offensive player can shoot it over him pretty easily. But that little contest, along with being further away from the basket than t- you typically are, I mean that makes that shot a lower percentage shot than an offense is looking for when it runs one of its offensive sets and and that's what you like because then you know you can you can start to mess with some small ball lineups if you want i think that horn is strong enough that you could put him at the five for stretches um if if you like the matchup Uh, we're talking about this if you guys are dnvr members i haven't plugged this on here yet but uh you guys should join our uh our uh Discord server. We call it the DMVR Lounge. If you're a member, there's there's a link on the website to jump in and uh, and you know you can talk with us. And I was talking to a couple other uh, bus fans. PD Swag um, was in there. Bucket since '88 you guys know but uh they were in there we were talking about this stuff and and we talked a lot about the potential for a small ball lineup for the buffs you know what that would look like um you know horn at the five who like i said i i I think he isn't going to be just a shut down defender of big men but i think that he can lower the percentage of those shots enough to make this lineup at least intriguing um then you likely have deshaun schwartz at the four who he himself, he, a pretty big guy, you know? He's he's over 230 pounds, um, giving up some length if, if he switches to the four, of course. But, I, I mean, I, I do think that he would be... Um he, he would have a shot, and I, I think that he would kind of be that trigger matchup. If you like Deshaun Schwartz against their four, then then that's when you really try this small ball lineup. Those are the, the games when you're trying to pull this out or considering pulling this out. Um, maybe it's just a changeup. And then you throw your three guards out there. I think Eli Parquet can... Defend the three. Um, obviously, Kin can do whatever he needs to do um, at, at point guard, and then you throw in Barthelemy or Clifford or whoever you like, um, and all of a sudden you have Horn, who has shot 37 percent over the course of a season in his career. Um, he, I mean, there, there's a quote that I included in the um, film room as well. Uh, after he played UConn his sophomore year, uh, he he dropped 27 points. UConn's coach said, uh, "You can't let that happen. You can't let a one-dimensional catch-and-shoot player get that many open looks that was his reputation that's how good of a shooter he is so, so you have him at the five, you have Schwartz at the four who could obviously shoot Parquet, he, he, what he's best at offensively is being put in a corner so he can shoot. And then you have McKinley and then either Bartholomew or Clifford. That's a lot of shooting. That's going to open up so many lanes. And I think the defense could work. And again, it depends on that Deshaun Schwartz matchup. Can he defend whatever four he's going up against? And if he can, then I think that it could really uh, work out. Um, those are a bunch of thoughts on Jariah Horn. Um they're a little bit scattered. I know I'm kinda of all over the place, but I really do like his game. And I I think that his fit next to Evan Batty is really interesting in particular. You know, when you when you have And I, I, what is Evan Batty? He's a big, strong player. Again, good instincts, good basketball IQ, a lot like Jariah Horn in all of those ways. Um, he's not going to get pushed around. Maybe he's giving up a little bit of length, um, and that could cause him problems, um, against some of the more athletic big men that you see a lot of in the Pac 12. But he, he doesn't have, you know, the explosion, he doesn't have that sort of flashiness to his game. Um, And so in the past, he was paired with Tyler Bay, who is explosive, who does do all those things, who can be your rim protector. Um... Now he's being paired with another guy a lot like him, and and I honestly don't know whether I like that or not. I think there are parts of it that you really enjoy this this passing duo. I mean, this is the best passing front court in the Pac-12 uh, with Horn and Batty, and you're going to whip the ball around. and I think that that's a fun kind of offense. They're going to get a lot of open looks. Defensively, are you missing that rim protector? Is that something that you really do need, or can these guys? Keep keep their uh, assignments away from the rim. And more than anything, I think it comes down to how your guards defend. Um, I think that you like to have that rim protector who can slide over when one of your guards gets beat going to the rim. Um, that's what you're really missing here. Um, luckily, you know McKinley Wright can lock down whoever he's defending. And so there aren't going to be many players just running th- free... Uh, getting that one-on-one with Evan Batty underneath the rim, with uh, Jariah Horn under the rim. Um, Same thing with Eli Parquet, and that is kind of a question mark still with Dominique Clifford um, and with uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew. But, but again, you have good enough guard defense, and that's what it—that's what can really stress um, your defense if it doesn't have the shot blockers is, is when you get drivers who are just running free. It isn't necessarily the guys that your big men are matched up against. So we'll have to wait and see exactly what it looks like. I I do think that this is a really fun lineup. There's going to be so much passing, so much shooting, especially. Imagine if Evan Batty can just get his jump shot a little bit cleaner, make it just a little bit more of a threat. Um, You know, we we've seen him knock down threes. But typically they're late shot clock threes um, and he's wide open. They aren't contested catch and shoot. And that's the thing about Jariah Horn is that he'll take some contested catch and shoot threes. Uh, He doesn't have to be wide open. If there's a hand in his face and he doesn't think it's getting to the ball, he'll throw it up. And again, there are clips of that in the film room. So read it because there's a lot of good stuff, I think, in there. Um, Yeah, I, I think that that's a lot of my initial thoughts Um, on uh, Jariah Horn and how exactly he fits in what to expect from this team. Um, Let's move along to... Actually, first I'm going to tell you about our great friends at Brackenridge Brewery. Um, if you need food, which you do, that's how life works. Uh, you should be eating food from Brackenridge Brewery. They'll they'll deliver it. Um, if you use the code DNVR, you can save five dollars off your meal. Obviously, you can stock up on beer at the same time. Uh, we love the Strawberry Sky. Uh, we love the Vanilla Porter Junior. Um, we love the Colorado Core. We love all that kind of stuff. And and and. Breckenridge is a local company, so you feel good supporting them. Uh, call 303-803-1380, and you can order pickup. Um, you can go to the website, order delivery. If you go to the website, you can check out the Breck Beer Locator, which will tell you exactly where you can find whatever Breckenridge beer it is that you want to try. Uh, at grocery stores, at gas stations, at liquor stores, uh, wherever. Um, again, We love this company for so many reasons, and uh, we hope that you'll support them like you support us. Okay. Um, Also, MSU Denver Online, Uh, if if you're interested in getting another degree, if you're interested in just taking some classes for fun, go to msudenver.edu backslash online and check out the 40-plus online and hybrid programs that will give you a degree Or you can check out their 750 courses that are online. Um, There's so many things in there from aging and adulthood to 100,000 years of war to um, social media classes to... I mean, everything. You guys know how colleges work. Uh, they, they have all sorts of stuff that they can teach you. Um, if you're trying to change career fields or if you're just like me and trying to kill some time and think that some of this stuff is really interesting, go to msudenver.edu backslash online and and just check it out. See if there's anything you're interested in. Um, it's it, it really is some interesting stuff that they're offering and I'm, 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 I'm really tempted. But, uh, okay, let's jump in again, and talk more about the signing day class. Um, Let's go with uh, Tristan Da Silva next. I have some thoughts here, um, and more than anything, what I think you need to know about Tristan Da Silva is that he is a complete boomer bust prospect in my mind. Um, You watch him and you think, wow, this could be the next great Pac-12 basketball player. Or because he's playing against German high schoolers, maybe he just never does figure it out, never does put it together on this level. But the style of player he is is incredibly intriguing to me. Um, so here, here's some details about. Him. So he's he's six foot eight. He's he fits probably best as small forward, power forward. Um, but what makes him interesting is that he plays more of a point guard position. He, if if he, if I had to try to name the position he plays, I would say Luka Doncic. Like That's the mold that he's in. He's a point forward. You want the ball in his hands. He has great handles. He's extremely fluid with his movements. He makes good decisions. He has passes. Great... I mean, he he fits that prototype of the European passing big. Uh, you, you know you have the Luka Doncic, the Nikola Jokic and you see those types of passes where he's you know using his long arms to reach out and pass around guys one-handed those whip passes. Um, he's he's sneaking the ball into the uh, guys in the post with these little pocket passes. All sorts of different stuff. That really is impressive. Um, and so that's kind of the mold of player. Seeing how he's going to fit in will be interesting. Um, is he somebody who is ready right away? Is, is all this stuff you see on the tape with him kind of just dominating his competition? Does that mean he actually really is ready for the Pac-12 level? Or, you know, again, he, the the level of competition is in incredible question. Um, whether... First of all, I don't watch much German high school basketball, so I don't even come with the, into this with some sort of preconceived idea of the level of play. But again, which division of German basketball is this? Um, is I mean, all all that sort of stuff. Like, is this good German high school basketball, or is this pretty low level German high school? basketball and it's just really hard to uh, figure out I will be researching that I promise you but again I found two highlight videos in the first couple hours um, but from what you see he looks so good um, also worth noting that his big brother is Oscar Da Silva who you'll remember as the first team all pack 12 uh, forward from Stanford put up 16 points per game this season um, he's a really good basketball player. He was also the one who Evan Batty crashed into during the Stanford game in Boulder. Um, De Silva hit his head on the ground. Uh, there was blood McKinley told us about seeing his eyes roll back. Really scary scene. They had like the huddle after, um, that's his big brother. Um, Again, that De Silva, Oscar De Silva, is about an inch taller, and he's also a very different type of player. Um, when you look at Tristan De Silva, you you see the fluidity with how he moves. You see the shots. You see the passing. Um, Oscar De Silva, he's he's a post up player. He's a back to the basket in the paint type of player. Tristan is much more versatile. Um, again, it's his passing that really stands out. Um, the fluidity that he moves with makes him look a lot smaller than 6 foot 8. Um he has the handle to take advantage of that fluidity which is so important. Um and he isn't the most explosive athlete, he isn't the fastest just in terms of straight line speed or the shiftiest in terms of quick twitch movements, but the way he moves is just so in control. Um definitely a good enough athlete uh, from from the tape it looks like um, but it's the smoothness that really makes him a, a real playmaker instead of just a guy who can pass and do those different things and again the handle kind of unlocks everything the more he can tighten that up obviously the better but he was he, he was picking apart his competition everything that I saw um, the passing the the touch around the rim the, the craftiness in the finishing um, he was making shots um, again we don't have the numbers is, is he a three-point shooter and the couple of makes were the ones that we saw who knows this is a massive question mark um again like 24-7 sports ESPN rivals they, they didn't even make profiles for this guy we don't know if he had any other offers or if Colorado was the only offer he had this is going to be a fun one to follow because we just don't don't know what is happening um Again, I, I am really excited. I am really excited by everything that I see with him that's just so out of left field. Um, and again, if you want to read, I, I wrote a thing that's on the it the Include some of the highlights, kind of wrote up my initial thoughts watching him play, um, but a really intriguing prospect. And I, I, I think that he has... Obviously a very high ceiling in terms of what he can accomplish uh, just because of the bold of player that he is. You know, in football we talk about the, the positional versatility. Is he a safety who can play some linebacker? Um, is, is he an Isaiah Simmons who can play everywhere on the field and that makes him so, so valuable? You can ask him to do so many different things. Um, the, the, the Brady Russells who can block. They can run routes. They can line up in the backfield. The the Lavisca Chenaults, who can be a halfback, be a receiver, be a tight, do all these different things. You're you're seeing some of those same molds pop up in the NBA. You know that's really what LeBron James has become: is a point guard in a power forward's body. Um, ben Simmons, Luka Doncic, they're all of the things that you want a basketball player to beat. You know, they, they can pass, they can dribble, they can shoot, and also they're really big. Um, they've just kind of maxed out everything in the scale. That's the mold that um, that Tristan Da Silva fits into. The question is just whether, can can he max out everything in every category? Is he um, that good of a shooter? Is he that good of a passer? Is his handle that good? Is he that fluid when he moves? Um is his basketball IQ as high as it looks? What can he even do defensively? Is he a shot blocker? Does he have that type of explosiveness? And because we don't know so much, but we only know his mold, that's why he is so exciting. Um, because you can see the ceiling and you really can't see the floor. But I mean, we all know the floor is, he he doesn't see the floor at Colorado. Um, and, and that is very much in play because it, it could be that he wasn't overlooked by the recruiting services. He just wasn't that good. Um, so there's a lot that has to pan out there, but if he can get a couple of those things, if, if he can tighten up that handle just a little bit more and uh, become a better shooter, then you, you know that he has a, a, a role and probably an important role at some point um, at Colorado. So those are some thoughts there. Um, and before we talk about Jabari Walker, I want to tell you guys about all of our friends over at uh, StravaCraft Coffee. We love StravaCraft uh, because they deliver, and that's the way life works now. You're not supposed to like go out and buy things for yourself. Everybody just brings things to you. It's so convenient, and StravaCraft is no different. Um, if you use the code DNVR twenty, you can get twenty percent off your purchase it's an incredible deal. Um, again, they, they, they sell K cups, they sell Keurigs. Um, oh wait, no, they don't sell Keurigs. K cups go in the Keurigs, um, whole beans, ground beans. And again, it's CBD infused coffee. So it, it it isn't just waking you up because it has caffeine. It, It can help with migraines, anxiety, arthritis, whatever you, you need CBD for, or even if you don't realize you need it, um, check it out, because it can probably help you out in some way. Um, again, the code is DNVR20, and that'll get you 20% off your purchase from Strava Craft Coffee. All right. Uh, Jabari Walker, the third signing, um, another one who was expected. He's been committed for a few weeks now. Uh, has it been that long? Time isn't real. A week, two weeks, something like that. Um, Jabari is more of your traditional power forward. He, uh... He's athletic, maybe not a freak athlete, um, but at six foot eight, he he does get up a little bit too. He he can be a rim protector. Um, he he can get blocks for you, get dunks for you, uh, those sorts of things. Um, he he's a good ath athlete. Um, he's he's a, he's crafty around the rim. He can he can put up points um, when he gets in there. He doesn't have the handle though to create those opportunities for himself. He's not going to be able to drive to the rim and finish. At least at this point, um, he's going to need somebody to pass in the ball. You know, anything that's more than one dribble, maybe two dribbles, is a bit much for him at this point. Um, again, he's dominating competition at the high school level um, in in Arizona. He's putting up the numbers. He's he's a four star recruit. Uh, i think the 43rd power forward in the country so i mean he, he is a very good prospect um I, I think he's going to be fun to watch but again if he tightens up his handle then all of a sudden he can create for himself um it looks like he has a decent jumper uh, i think one of the early questions with him is whether he you know he's taking those evan batty shots those late shot clock shots um or shots when he's wide open um in those situations, I know that he would be shooting the ball. Like they will trust him that much for sure. But how much more to that do they trust him, um, especially as a freshman? And I don't think there's a guarantee that he plays this year. Uh, I, I do think that the odds are he he will not redshirt. Um, but again, we just kind of went through this um, with Lucas Seewert, who Tad uh, said this season he wishes he would have um, redshirted Lucas so that he would have Lucas another year because he really didn't contribute all that much you could have pieced together Lucas's minutes when he was a freshman um so with that in mind with tad saying he's been up at night thinking about that does does that mean that maybe he does red shirt Jabari I think that that definitely could push him that way um, still though I would I would expect Jabari to play this season Um I think that's important that he adds weight. You know, he he's right around 200 pounds. You can find different numbers from different places. Um, that's not enough. I think uh, you don't need a whole lot more, but you definitely need more. Um, I think that because of the style of player he is, he can get away with being a little bit lighter, especially if he tightens up that handle. Um, if, if he can do that and, and he has, he's a good passer. He's a good finisher. He's a smart player. Um, if if he can add just a tiny bit of playmaking, then maybe he does slot in as a three, and and you're really happy about having him at the three as well. Um, I don't know, uh, but but that is totally on the table. I mean, for example, we we're just looking at earlier. Deshaun Schwartz is about 230 pounds, um, and about an inch shorter. So. Uh, I think that goes to show that he probably needs at least another 10-15 pounds and if he wants to stick at power forward he's probably going to need quite a bit more than that um, early on I think that he has potential as a shooter again we just don't really know how consistent he can be from college range but I think there's a chance that he could provide spacing right away uh, he's a good finisher on the rim if somebody can get him the ball um, if, if he's you know, it, kind of in the mid-range area, he, he might be able to take one dribble, two dribbles to eat up some space and get himself a little bit closer. Um, but but that's probably as much as you can expect from him in terms of handles. Um, defensively, he'll give you the blocks. He'll he'll make those plays. And even though he likely gets pushed around at his weight right now, there's a decent chance that the blocks make up for it. And, and I think that that's a real possibility that even right away, even when he is still a little bit undersized not quite strong enough to to battle with guys like jariah horn for example but because of the hops because of the length maybe he can knock back enough shots to make it worth putting him out there um high ceiling defensively for sure uh because he is a good athlete um you 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 expect him to be able to defend from the perimeter um at some point maybe not right away um but but again that's something that may come quickly um again with all of these guys maybe not horn so much but but you see the different areas where these players could improve if they get this jump shot if they get the handle if they if they learn how to defend um and not just go for the blocks you know all these sorts of things that that's where that really high ceiling comes into play and i think that both of these players are more than capable of of reaching those ceilings um You know, we don't have quite as much information with Tristan Silva, but I do think that there's a lot to like. Um, So there's a quick rundown of these guys the Buffs are adding. Um, And I I think that there's a real chance Colorado is in a much better place this year than they were last year. Um, I know that sounds crazy to say when you lose somebody like Tyler Bay, but when you look at the way this team is built... I think all the pieces really do fit together. You know, that starting lineup that's likely... Let's let's call it McKinley Wright, um, Eli Parquet, Deshaun Schwartz, Jariah Horn, Evan Batty. That's a bunch of really smart basketball players. Um, guys who defend well and guys who can, outside of Batty maybe, can, can shoot the ball from deep. And so that's going to open everything up. Um, you got bigger, you know... It, Again, the the big change here is that Tyler Bay is no longer there. So you lose that athleticism, which could come back to bite the buffs for sure. They could need that rim protector. Um, Or it could be that just being so big, so strong, so consistent defensively, um, they can kind of suffocate opponents. Then off the bench, you know, you have Keyshawn Barthelemy, you have Dominique Clifford. Those are two guys who should be pretty high-impact players in in short minutes if that's the situation they're put into. You know, if they're each playing 10, 12 minutes a game, then those 10, 12 minutes, I think they're going to play with their hair on fire and people are going to be asking for more time for them. Um, you know, they have an actual backup point guard. Some of that load is taken off of McKinley Wright. He's not running the show for 40 minutes a night. Um, as When the buffs get up, they can rest mckinley more than they rested him last year um or you know when they get down knock on wood um also just throughout the course of the game Uh, you know i've said this before but mckinley told me that he wants to play more off ball and Keyshawn bartholomew gives him the opportunity to do that and so he's been excited to play with Keyshawn. um Again, what exactly is Keyshawn at this point? We don't know, but he has great feel for the game, good instincts. He p- projects as a great shooter, a very good passer, and uh, you know the sky's kind of limit there. Dominique Clifford, very similar at the two. He could also play some point guard. Um, I, I I like the way this team is built. You know, you need Dallas Walton to step up. Um, that's probably the biggest question mark. And if Dallas Walton doesn't step up, then you know. You're you're looking for more from maybe a Jabari Walker right away because um, they do need a third guy for that rotation and it and it could even be uh, that you throw De Silva out there. They have some um, veterans on the bench. You know this is a big senior class, but a lot of those guys haven't played. You know Alexander Strouding. You might be able to slot him in at the four for a few minutes. Um, so there are some question marks still, but I do like the makeup of this team, um, the explosiveness you're adding off the bench, the, the just sheer power that you now have, and the shooting that you now have um, in your starting lineup. Um, again, Horn, he can shoot 37% from three. Uh, Schwartz, we all know what he can do from three. Um, Parquet. Obviously, McKinley Wright made some really big shots, um, and Evan Batty could take a step as well. Um, I I think that this team should be right in the conversation for favorite in the Pac-12. They may lose some votes because of how they fell apart late last year, Um, but again, I I think that having some rest for McKinley Wright, he should be a better player in March next year than he was in March this year. Um, even though I don't put a lot of the losses on him, I think that you can expect more from him late in the season next year when he hasn't been playing, you know, I don't know what the average was, but it's probably 37, 38 minutes a night. Um, yeah. Get him on the bench more. Um, don't put the ball in his hands as much. And again, in crucial situations, in in big games, yeah, he's going to be out there with the ball in his hands a lot. But the difference is, you know, in that Northern Iowa game this year, of which they lost. I so mean, this isn't a great example, but in those sorts of games, you have the opportunity to experiment a little bit. Maybe they can try a small ball lineup. Um, yeah. I, I, I really like how these pieces fit. Um, this does use all three of Colorado's open scholarships. Um, they, they'd they filled the two seniors of so Shane Gatling, Lucas Seward leave. Um, those scholarships went to Luke O'Brien and uh, uh, Dominique Clifford, who are both coming in to the program and will be freshmen next year. And then... Uh, three more scholarships opened with Tyler Bay's departure as well as the departures of Dalen Kuntz and Jacob Dombeck. Those go to uh, Da Silva, Walker, and Jariah uh, Um so, so this does kind of close the door on Tyler Bay's ability to come back. Not a huge surprise because he probably will get drafted. Um, he was probably going to stick with going to the NBA. Um, again, that deadline will likely move actually with all this going on but it was scheduled to be in about a month and a half um th- again tad might be able to free up a scholarship if tyler changes his mind for some reason to bring him back but this kind of looks like the writing on the wall as of right now um so yeah I, and this kind of closes up this class i'm a big fan um i'm curious what your thoughts are and uh Oh, one more note before we get out of here. There was supposed to be a press conference. I was actually supposed to be on the call with Rick George right now, but uh, because of a bunch of things, he moved it to tomorrow. They said that he'll be able to explain tomorrow and that he'll have more information for us tomorrow because they moved it because he had the call. Um, You know, Mike Pence, the vice president, uh, met with the college football playoff committee today Um, I'm not sure if Rick George was a part of that, but he is on the college football playoff committee, so it makes sense. Um, He's on the selection committee, which might be different than the other committee. I'm not really sure, Um, but I think we were told he had another call today that made it so that he has to do our call tomorrow. Um, So maybe that was the call. Maybe it's a different call. There will be clarity tomorrow, though, and we'll get all those details, Um, so check that out tomorrow. Um, we might be able to get into the rest of PAC 12 signing day tomorrow. We might not have time depending on how the conference call goes. Um, and if we can't do that tomorrow, then we'll do that Thursday. Uh, Oh wait, no, tomorrow is Thursday. Then we'll do that Friday. Um, because there are some other big names that signed, um, with PAC 12 schools and you know, UCLA, they could be on to something. Um, I think the buffs around is to something too. Uh, what a fun day. Thanks for running with me as always. If you have any questions, any comments, hit the comment section for the post for today's show at thedmvr.com. We'll get to all of those. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited. If Today felt like sports again for the first time in a long time. Uh, appreciate you all for listening. If you enjoy the show, head over to iTunes or Spotify or pocket whatever wherever you listen to podcasts uh leave a review really appreciate those um and see if we can move the podcast up the charts a little bit um not just for my ego but because that will mean more bus fans bigger community and we can all be friends i don't know uh i'll talk to you tomorrow bye
0: My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, might not swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag yeah. is pushing 180, speed and competition. see you later, baby. baby. Colorado on me with soldiers like the Navy, yeah. and voters where we station, patiently awaiting. Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave, yeah. I'm Colorado and as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes. I can tell that you're afraid uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya, hit ya, hit ya, hit ya. Hey, hey. You on your own now Why you watching the official yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle God. And we ain't playin' with ya You can get it anytime. time yeah. It started my Colorado Sway, cause when I'm in play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when i minute in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a with my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. Mine, I swear, I think they like my Colorado Sway.